0: Hello, this is Dr. Lisa Radasha from Florida Veterinary Behavior Service, podcasting for VetGirl. This is the first in a series of podcasts on cognitive dysfunction in dogs. In this podcast, we are going to talk about the incidence and pathophysiology of CDS, as well as in which populations of patients you can expect to find this disorder. Companion animals are living longer than ever before due to high-quality veterinary care, owner awareness, and nutrition. At this time, we don't have any accurate figures on exactly how many senior dogs are out there, but we are all seeing more and more of these old guys and girls in our practices. We do know that roughly 50% of our patients are at least six years of age. Unfortunately, with our aging pet population is going to come a unique set of behavior disorders. The incidence of cognitive dysfunction varies depending on the study cited. As Kona and Garcia surveyed the owners of 325 dogs who were over the age of nine years, they found that 22.5% of those dogs showed signs of cognitive dysfunction. Nielsen and Hart found that 28% of owners of dogs between 11 and 12 years of age reported at least one sign of cognitive dysfunction, and 10% of those owners reported two or more signs. In that same study, the authors found that in dogs 15 to 16 years of age, 68% had at least one sign of cognitive dysfunction and 36% had two or more signs. These results imply to us, strongly imply to us, that we as veterinarians need to be looking for cognitive dysfunction in our aged patients. The current recommendation is that you look for cognitive dysfunction using a screening tool, and I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about that later, in each patient who is 10 years of age or older. In a different podcast, we will talk about cats because cats can get cognitive dysfunction too. And the recommendation for cats is that you begin screening at a slightly older age, 12 years of age. But nonetheless, today, We're talking about dogs and we're looking for CDS in dogs who are 10 years of age or older. You may be wondering why the current recommendation is for you, the veterinarian, to be screening dogs who are 10 years or older when in the Nielsen and Hart study only between 10 and 28% of dogs 11 to 12 years of age showed signs of CDS. Well, this comes from laboratory findings. As you know, there are many dogs in research laboratories. And what has been found with these particular dogs is that the changes in cognition, so the impairment of the cognitive abilities of the dog, for example, to learn new tasks, begin between six and eight years of age. Let's talk for a second about what CDS really is. This term, CDS, or you might see the term CCD, Canine Cognitive Dysfunction. CDS is going to stand for Cognitive Dysfunction Syndrome. These are interchangeable terms. And these terms were introduced basically to describe the behavioral changes that you, the veterinarian, was seeing in these aged dogs that could not be solely attributed to a medical condition. As you can imagine, just from hearing how these terms came into use, you really need to be looking at these dogs for underlying medical conditions. Expect that you will find something, but don't assume that that underlying medical condition, whether it be diabetes or osteoarthritis or renal insufficiency, is actually the cause of the behavior disorder. It becomes tricky to figure out exactly whether or not that patient has cognitive dysfunction and it becomes a diagnosis of exclusion. Let's talk a little bit about the diagnostic criteria for CDS knowing that all medical disorders that may be causing the behavioral changes must have been ruled out before you can make this diagnosis. You're looking for changes within the acronym DISHA. D for disorientation, I for changes in interactions, S for changes in the sleep-wake cycle, H for changes in house training, and A for changes in anxiety or aggression. Let's go through each one of these in a little more detail. Dogs who are disoriented will stare at walls, get stuck in corners. Sometimes owners say they think their dogs are seeing ghosts. Changes in interactions are going to be changes in the way the dog interacted with the owner during normal activities at home. For example, you may expect a dog who lost his hearing not to meet his owner at the front door when they came home, but you would expect that dog who is hearing impaired to still lie with the owner and watch TV or sit on the owner's lap while the owner drank her morning coffee. So if the dog is no longer participating in those family activities, that is a red flag for you, the veterinarian, that something's going on. Changes in the sleep-wake cycle are going to be the most likely reason for the owner to pick up the phone and call you. Dogs who have cognitive dysfunction get up somewhere between when the light goes off and the middle of the night, and they begin barking and crying and pacing and panting. This is extremely difficult on the owner, and these dogs cannot be comforted. It is clearly not about the owner's attention. Next, let's talk about changes in house training. Before you diagnose an older dog with CDS based on a change in house training, you must first ask if the dog was ever truly house trained. This could simply be a progression of the dog's original lack of house training. So you want to definitely ask that question. And dogs who urinate or defecate in the house from CDS have kind of a specific way that they do it. They go outside with the owner on a regular walk and it's like they forget what they're doing. They kind of stare into space or they walk with the owner and then they come inside and suddenly remember, oh, mm, I better go to the bathroom. And right in front of the owner, they squat and urinate. Finally, changes in anxiety and aggression. That's the A in the Disha. And again, you wanna screen these dogs for previous anxiety or aggression to make sure this is not a progression of original emotional disorders. Let's talk about what is actually happening pathophysiologically in the brain that causes these dogs to show cognitive decline. Basically, what happens in the brain is that beta amyloid peptides are deposited within the neurons and at the synaptic regions of the brain. This is really similar to the early stages of Alzheimer's in human beings where beta amyloid plaques are laid down what happens is, these plaques are put down in the cerebral cortex and in the hippocampus. And this is what has been correlated with cognitive decline. Unlike humans who have Alzheimer's, dogs with CDS do not lay down neurofibrillary tangles. One of the challenges that we have as veterinarians, whether it's in the diagnosis of cognitive dysfunction or of diabetes, is getting accurate, concise, and timely information from clients. Unfortunately, clients rarely report geriatric behavior changes to you unless you prompt them to do so. In one study, while 75% of owners noticed at least one of the signs of cognitive dysfunction in their pet, only 12%, 12% had spoken to their veterinarian about it. Another study found that only 7% of owners spontaneously reported geriatric behavior changes to their veterinarian. The challenge here is that often, owners are going to attribute these signs to quote unquote slowing down or just getting old. So owners assume that this is natural and normal and that nothing can be done to alter these changes. I'm here to tell you, nothing could be further from the truth. There are all kinds of wonderful treatment options that we're gonna get into in a later podcast. Look, the communication barrier can be overcome by using a short questionnaire in the waiting room. Start with dogs 10 years old and have these clients fill out that questionnaire. Then your receptionist can take that from them, hand it to your technician, and you can review it prior to going into the appointment. You can find a cognitive dysfunction screening tool for your use on my website. Go to flvetbehavior.com Click on the veterinarian's page, and you can print out a one-page CDS screening tool that you can hand off to every single client with a dog over 10 years. Well, that's it for our first podcast on CDS. Now that you know who to look for cognitive dysfunction in, what to look for, and how to get good information, I hope you start to screen those elderly dogs so you can help them overcome these challenges as they age.